You're listening to Khan Podcasts. You are listening to the English language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. in Israel, Tuesday, January the 12th, 2021. This is Nomi Segal with the top news at this hour. The Central District Court in Israel has banned the screening and distribution of the controversial film Janine Janine and ruled that all copies of it should be seized. The presiding judge also ordered the film's director, Mohamed Bakri, to pay 175,000 shekels in damages to an IDF reservist who appears in the film as a participant in the 2002 battle in the Janine refugee camp, as well as pay 50,000 shekels in court costs. The complainant, Reserve Lieutenant Colonel Nisim Majnaji, filed a libel suit against Bakri in 2017. Though Magnaji appears in the film for only a few seconds of archival footage, he filed the suit after the courts dismissed a different defamation suit against Bakri on the grounds that only someone who appeared in the film and is identifiable could claim to be libeled. The film Janine Janine suggests that Israeli soldiers committed war crimes in the West Bank town during Operation Defensive Shield. In her ruling, the judge wrote that Bakri's film pretends to be a documentary, but the director deliberately chose not to do any checks, even the most minimal or preliminary of the allegations and facts in the interviews he included in it. Bakri said he plans to appeal the court ruling, which he called unfair. He said that the movie is not false and that the people he interviewed described what they felt and the trauma during Operation Defensive Shield. This is their truth, perhaps not all of the truth, he said. He added that he felt today that the court is subject to the IDF and the political decisions of the government. The IDF Chief of Staff, Lieutenant General Aviv Kohavi, welcomed the court ruling. He said it sends a clear message of support for IDF combat soldiers, past and present. In Bet Shemesh, a police volunteer fired into the air when he felt threatened during lockdown enforcement actions at an ultra-Orthodox school. No one was hurt. Meanwhile, in Ashdod, hundreds of students returned today to an ultra-Orthodox yeshiva that was shut down yesterday after it opened in violation of the lockdown regulations. In yesterday's clashes between police enforcing the closure and the Haridim, three officers required medical treatment and more than 10 people were detained for allegedly causing disturbances. Researchers at the Weizmann Institute of Science project that the British variant of the coronavirus will become the dominant one and the primary source of morbidity and deaths in the next month. The researchers also estimated that the vaccination drive currently underway will bring a gradual drop in seriously ill coronavirus patients, likely eliminating the need for another closure. A con reporter says that to date, more than 1.8 million Israelis have received the first jab. According to Health Ministry data released this morning, another 9,600 people were diagnosed with coronavirus yesterday. Out of some 129,500 tests that were carried out for a positive result rate of 7.6 percent, there are currently 1,071 people hospitalized in serious condition, 270 of them on ventilators. Since the start of the outbreak, 3,723 people have died of COVID-19-related causes, the total number of reported cases in Israel since the start of the pandemic has topped half a million. 
The Knesset Foreign Affairs and Defense Committee has approved the government request to extend for another 21 days the Shin Bet Security Agency's authority to track cell phones as part of coronavirus contact tracing efforts. The security agency's current authorization is set to expire on January the 22nd. Government approval of the permanent appointment of the police commissioner has again been delayed after Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu canceled today's scheduled cabinet meeting. This against the backdrop of the ongoing disputes between the Likud and Blue and White parties. Blue and White leader Benny Gantz at a news conference last night attacked Netanyahu, calling him, among other things, a serial breaker of promises. Meanwhile, Yaron Zalicha, head of the Economic Party, has rejected Blue and White Party leader Gantz's call on the heads of center-left parties to meet and form an alliance in the upcoming March elections. Zalicha said that the economy is in a deep crisis and politicians are scurrying around to try to find a deal to secure a place in the next Knesset. Gantz would do better to pack up his party and give others a chance to lead the country, primarily its economy, he said. In a related development, former cabinet minister Asaf Zamir of Blue and White announced he will not run in the upcoming elections because there's too little time to organize the center-left bloc, so it does not lose force. There are too many players on a too small field, he told Conradio. And this announcement, disruptions to train service since the morning hours due to infrastructure work. Service has been halted from Tel Aviv south. The reopening of stations in the coastal plain has been delayed. And changes in service are also expected on those lines that continue to run. The work will continue for three weeks. The weather outlook, unseasonably warm with clear to partly cloudy skies. The same tomorrow, rain toward evening in the north and along the coast. The maximum temperatures in the main centers, Jerusalem 21, Tel Aviv 25, Haifa 23, Beersheba 26, and in Eilat going up to 27 degrees Celsius. That's the news from Khan Rekha, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Join us at 8 p.m. Israel time for our one-hour news program. You can tune in at 101.3 FM, the Khan website, Spotify, and the Khan English Facebook page.